Chapter 29 of The Pig Brother and Other Fables and Stories. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sarah Sounds, Boston. Sarah Sounds Communications. Com. The Pig Brother and Other Fables and Stories by Laura E. Richards Hokey Pokey Hokey Pokey was the youngest of a large family of children. His elder brothers, as they grew up, all became either butchers or bakers or makers of candlesticks, for such was the custom of the family. But Hokey Pokey would be none of these things, so when he was grown to be a tall youth, he went to his father and said, Give me my fortune. Will you be a butcher? asked his father. No, said Hokey Pokey. Will you be a baker? No again. Will you make candlesticks? Nor that either. Then, said his father, this is the only fortune I can give you. And with that, he took up his cudgel and gave the youth a stout beating. Now you cannot complain that I gave you nothing, said he. That is true, said Hokey Pokey, but give me also the wooden mallet which lies on the shelf, and I will make my way through the world. His father gave him the mallet, glad to be so easily rid of him, and Hokey Pokey went out into the world to seek his fortune. He walked all day, and at nightfall, he came to a small village. Feeling hungry, he went into a baker's shop, intending to buy a loaf of bread for his supper. There was a great noise and confusion in the back part of the shop, and on going to see what was the matter, he found the baker on his knees beside a large box or chest, which he was trying, with might and main, to keep shut. But there was something inside the box which was trying just as hard to get out, and it screamed and kicked and pushed the lid up as often as the baker shut it down. "'What have you there in the box?' asked Hokey Pokey. "'I have my wife,' replied the baker. "'She is so frightfully ill-tempered that whenever I am going to bake bread, I am obliged to shut her up in this box, lest she push me into the oven and bake me with the bread, as she has often threatened to do.' But today she has broken the lock of the box, and I know not how to keep her down. That is easily managed, said Hokey Pokey. Do you but tell her when she asks who I am, that I am a giant with three heads and all will be well. So saying, he took his wooden mallet and dealt three tremendous blows on the box, saying in a loud voice, Hickory Hawks! I sit by the box, waiting to give you a few of my knocks. Husband? Husband? Whom have you there? cried the wife in terror. Alas, said the baker, it is a frightful giant with three heads. He is sitting by the box, and if you open it so much as the width of your little finger, he will pull you out and beat you to a powder. When the wife heard that, she crouched down in the box, and said never a word, for she was afraid of her life. 
The baker then took Hokey Pokey into the other part of the shop, thanked him warmly, and gave him a good supper and a bed. The next morning he gave him for a present the finest loaf of bread in his shop, which was shaped like a large round ball. And Hokey Pokey, after knocking once more on the lid of the box, continued his travels. He had not gone far before he came to another village, and, wishing to inquire his way, he entered the first shop he came to, which proved to be that of a confectioner. The shop was full of the most beautiful sweetmeats imaginable, and everything was bright and gay, but the confectioner himself sat upon a bench, weeping bitterly. "'What ails you, friend?' asked Hokey Pokey. "'And why do you weep when you are surrounded by the most delightful things in the world?' "'Alas,' replied the confectioner, "'that is just the cause of my trouble.' The sweetmeats that I make are so good that their fame has spread far and wide, and the Rat King, hearing of them, has taken up his abode in my cellar. Every night he comes up and eats all the sweetmeats I have made the day before. There is no comfort in my life, and I am thinking of becoming a rope maker and hanging myself with the first rope I make. Why don't you set a trap for him? asked Hokey Pokey. I have set fifty-nine traps, replied the confectioner, but he is so strong that he breaks them all. Poison him, suggested Hokey Pokey. He dislikes poison, said the confectioner, and will not take it in any form. In that case, said Hokey Pokey, leave him to me. Go away and hide yourself for a few minutes and all will be well. The confectioner retired behind a large screen, having first showed Hokey Pokey the hole of the Rat King, which was certainly a very large one. Hokey Pokey sat down by the hole with his mallet in his hand and said in a squeaking voice, Ratly King, Kingly Rat, here your mate comes, Pit-a-Pat. Come and see, the way is free. Hear my signal. One, two, three. And he scratched three times on the floor. Almost immediately, the head of a rat popped up through the hole. He was a huge rat, quite as large as a cat. But his size was no help to him, for as soon as he appeared, Hokey Pokey dealt him such a blow with his mallet that he fell down dead without even a squeak. Then... Hokey Pokey called the confectioner, who came out from behind the screen and thanked him warmly. He also bade him choose anything he liked in the shop, in payment for his services. "'Can you match this?' asked Hokey Pokey, showing his round ball of bread. "'That can I,' said the confectioner, and he brought out a most beautiful ball, twice as large as the loaf, composed of the finest sweetmeats in the world, red and yellow and white. Hokey Pokey took it with many thanks, and then went on his way. The next day he came to a third village in the streets of which the people were all running to and fro in the wildest confusion. "'What is the matter?' asked Hokey Pokey, as one man ran directly into his arms. "'Alas!' 
replied the man. A wild bull has gotten into the principal china shop and is breaking all the beautiful dishes. Why do you not drive him out? asked Hokey Pokey. We are afraid to do that, said the man. But we are running up and down to express our emotion and sympathy, and that is something. Show me the china shop, said Hokey Pokey. So the man showed him the china shop, and there, sure enough, was a furious bull, making most terrible havoc. He was dancing up and down on a Dresden dinner set and butting at the Chinese mandarins and switching down finger bowls and teapots with his tail, bellowing, meanwhile, in the most outrageous manner. The floor was covered with broken crockery, and the whole scene was melancholy to behold. Now, when Hokey Pokey saw this, he said to the owner of the china shop, who was tearing his hair in a frenzy of despair, "'Stop tearing your hair, which is indeed a senseless occupation, and I will manage this matter for you. Bring me a red cotton umbrella, and all will yet be well.'" So the china shop man brought him a red cotton umbrella, and Hokey Pokey began to open and shut it violently in front of the door. When the bull saw that, he stopped dancing on the Dresden dinner set and came charging out of the shop straight towards the red umbrella. When he came near enough, Hokey Pokey dropped the umbrella and, raising his wooden mallet, hit the bull such a blow on the muzzle that he fell down dead and never bellowed again. The people all flung up their hats and cheered and ran up and down all the more to express their gratification. As for the china shop man, he threw his arms round Hokey Pokey's neck, called him his cherished preserver, and bade him choose anything that was left in his shop in payment for his services. "'Can you match these?' asked Hokey Pokey, holding up the loaf of bread and the ball of sweetmeats. "'That can I,' said the shopman, and he brought out a huge ball of solid ivory, inlaid with gold and silver, and truly lovely to behold. It was very heavy, being twice as large as the ball of sweetmeats, but Hokey Pokey took it, and after thanking the shopman and receiving his thanks in return, he proceeded on his way. After walking for several days, he came to a fair, large castle, in front of which sat a man on horseback. When the man saw Hokey Pokey, he called out, "'Who are you, and what do you bring to the mighty dragon?' lord of this castle. Hokey Pokey is my name, replied the youth, and strange things do I bring. But what does the mighty dragon want, for example? He wants something new to eat, said the man on horseback. He has eaten of everything that is known in the world and pines for something new. He who brings him a new dish never before tasted by him, shall have a thousand crowns and a new jacket. But he who fails after three trials shall have his jacket taken away from him and his head cut off besides. I bring strange food, said Hokey Pokey. Let me pass in that I may serve the mighty dragon. Then the man on horseback lowered his lance and let him pass in and in short space he came before the mighty dragon. The dragon sat on a silver throne with a golden knife in one hand and a golden fork in the other, 
around him were many people who offered him dishes of every description. But he would none of them, for he had tasted them all before, and he howled with hunger on his silver throne. Then came forward Hokey Pokey and said boldly, Here come I, Hokey Pokey, bringing strange food for the mighty dragon. The dragon howled again, and waving his knife and fork, bade Hokey Pokey give the food to the attendants, that they might serve him. Not so, said Hokey Pokey. I must serve you myself, most mighty dragon, else you shall not taste of my food. Therefore, put down your knife and fork, and open your mouth, and you shall see what you shall see. So the dragon, after summoning the man with the thousand crowns and the man with the new jacket to one side of his throne and the man to take away the old jacket and the executioner to the other, laid down his knife and fork and opened his mouth. Hokey Pokey stepped lightly forward and dropped the round loaf down the great red throat. The dragon shut his jaws together with a snap and swallowed the loaf in two gulps. That is good, he said, but it is not new. I have eaten much bread, though never before in a round loaf. Have you anything more, or shall the man take away your jacket? I have this, and it please you, said Hokey Pokey, and he dropped the ball of sweetmeats into the dragon's mouth. When the dragon tasted this, he rolled his eyes round and round and was speechless with delight for some time. At length he said, Worthy youth, this is very good. It is extremely good. It is better than anything I ever tasted. Nevertheless, it is not new, for I have tasted the same kind of thing before, only not nearly so good. And now, unless you are positively sure that you have something new for your third trial, you really might as well take off your jacket, and the executioner shall take off your head at the same time. As it is getting rather late, executioner, do your... Craving your pardon, most mighty dragon, said Hokey Pokey. I will first make my third trial. And with that, he dropped the ivory ball into the dragon's mouth. <coughs> said the dragon, for the ball had stuck fast, being too big for him to swallow. Then Hokey Pokey lifted his mallet and struck one tremendous blow upon the ball, driving it far down the throat of the monster and killing him most fatally dead. He rolled off the throne like a scaly log, and his crown fell off and rolled to Hokey Pokey's feet. The youth picked it up and put it on his own head and then called the people about him and addressed them. People, he said, I am Hokey Pokey, and I have come from a far land to rule over you. Your dragon have I slain, and now I am your king. And if you will always do exactly what I tell you to do, you will have no further trouble. So the people threw up their caps and cried, Long live Hokey Pokey! And they always did exactly as he told them, and had no further trouble. And Hokey Pokey sent for his three brothers, and made them chief butcher, chief baker, and 
chief candlestick maker of his kingdom. But to his father he sent a large cudgel made of pure gold with these words engraved on it. Now you cannot complain that I have given you nothing. End of Hokey Pokey Recording by Sarah Sounds, Boston, sarahsoundscommunications.com